today we are here with Joshua from uh, Michigan, and I'm going to let Joshua uh, introduce himself, but we've got an incredibly awesome show coming up today. Uh, so Joshua, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Dennis. Thanks hey. for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Why don't you uh, just get started by telling people who you are, where you're from, what you do, those kinds of things, and then we will get into the topic. Well, I am born and raised in the, the great state of Michigan. I'm a little partial to Michigan, but uh, thankful the Lord brought me back here for ministry. Uh, I have been a senior pastor or a lead pastor, whatever you want to call it, uh, for about uh, six and a half years, I think is, is what it is now. So enjoying that. But prior to that, I have really about 25 years of youth ministry experience. So my heart is still there, and I am a parent of three little ones. God didn't see fit to give us kids until uh, my wife and I were married for 10 years. So now I have a seven-year-old, oh, excuse me, an eight-year-old. She just turned oh, eight. Oh, can't and, forget that. Uh, no, she will not let me forget that if she heard this. So she's eight, and then uh, soon we'll have a four-year-old in the house. Um, she's three right now, and then a five, and also a five-year-old, so... Uh, this is very much uh, close to my heart, and I've appreciated a lot of your content, Dennis. So it's a privilege to be here and be a part of this. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that the two of us share is a passion to see parents discipling their kids. I know that I've, I've watched a lot of your content, seen a lot of your uh, discussions and the things that you guys are doing over on your channel, which by the way, I'm going to link up uh, either in the show notes if you're listening to the audio podcast or in the description of the YouTube channel. But uh, I'm going to link up all your stuff at the end here, but uh, love what you're doing and just talking about uh, family discipleship. And so as we were kind of thinking through a topic for our conversation today, uh, we thought of five ways that parents can disciple their kids. And so uh, I don't want us to take a ton of time because I really just want to get into this topic. Uh, but we have five ways. And the first one, uh, what was the first one? It was to build a culture of discipleship in your home. So why don't you give me kind of an idea of what you mean by that? Yeah, I think uh, so. We have are been building in our church a disciple of culture, uh, a, a culture of disciple making. Sorry, uh, and what we've learned is that discipleship is not a program; it's a it's a lifetime commitment, and it's the same in our house, in our homes. It's so easy for us to to kind of live by programs. And when I say that, I mean I think a lot of us who grew up in these traditional churches, there was the idea of what you might call the the family altar, right? We've We've got to make sure we sit as a family and and uh, have devotions and all those things. Yeah, I wonder how much of that really stuck. Even in my own family, I'm thankful that my parents did that. But what I learned more from was the discipleship side of that. What we do in our home is we work hard to live Deuteronomy 6. Teach your children diligently when they get up, when they lay down, when they walk by the way. Talk to them. Talk through uh, what's going on in the world around them. Talk through how they should respond biblically. Make it a point to talk to them about life through a biblical lens. Uh, my my kids are uh, in a situation that, I mean, my seven or eight-year-old, you know, she'll watch the news. She once wanted to be a police officer, and she doesn't want to be anymore, right? So she's young enough to see what's going on in the world. So we try hmm. to talk with them, uh, and even when they're little, right, they they pick that stuff up. 
And uh, it's more than than just having devotions with your family every day, though I think that's important. Um, but I think looking at it as as just a lifestyle of discipleship. Yeah, I kind riding of, in the car. I kind of look at education like it's a it's got a formal component and an informal component a lot of times, right? right? Like like there is that time whenever you sit down and you say, you know what, we are gonna we are gonna look at this passage and we are gonna talk about what God commands us to do, what God asks of us. And we're going to study what does the Bible say. And then there are other times whenever you are on your way and you're just going somewhere and you're like, hey, you know what? What just we just saw or what we just witnessed, that's another point of uh, discipleship. And even just being uh, a disciple ourselves and getting into the Word of God ourselves and letting our kids kind of see that. <laughs> oh, is, that's, that's a big one, right? Is, is We've part of be it, right? that too, yeah. Yeah, so developing a culture of disciple-making in the home is more than just, um, like you said, just kind of getting together and having our church at home or our devotions, although that's important, um, and we've got videos about how to do that. Um, but that that just that idea of we are a little bit different because we are followers of Jesus, I think that mindset right. even goes even farther than just uh, discipleship in the home um, or just, it, it's just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're trying to follow Jesus here. We're a family that follows Jesus. We're a family. I always try to tell, remind my kids that we're a family on mission. And so we are trying yeah. to uh, do things a little bit differently than what probably our friends are doing. And I know it's kind of easy for pastors to kind of say that, like we're over here going, oh yeah, we're going to develop a discipleship culture in our home because we're pastors and our kids get that because being a pastor's kid, you know, like it's, it's definitely something that's completely different than being a, a, a regular kid. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, you know, from my standpoint, when you ask, we literally, when you said, Hey, let's talk about discipling your kids. I'm like, oh, Oh no, you know, um, if, if when it talk when we're talking about discipling people in the church, um, I have those things scheduled out and, and, and it's not a program, even that, but we just, we make the time to do it. And then oftentimes what happens is I come home at the end of the day and I'm, I'm done, right? I've been with people all day and what do I, and what do I want? I want quiet, but just realizing now I have the most important people in my life to, to pour into them now and making sure that I'm making that point or yeah. And they see you when you're not on. And right. so then you, you know, not that you're a different person at home than you are at church, but sometimes you're a different person at home than you are at church, even yeah. as a pastor. And so right. it is a, it is a little bit of a different kind of a thing, which, which, you know, I think we also, and, and I think one of the things that brings me peace as a parent is that I don't have to do it alone. It's not all mm, on me. Amen. It, it right. is my responsibility. But that brings me to this number two that we kind of wrote down as we were uh, kicking this idea, but it was make the local church a priority. And so yeah. if we are going to be a culture, a, a home culture of disciple making, we also have a home culture of local church is a priority. And, uh, you know, what do you, what do you kind of mean with that, uh, point? Well, this is interesting because on Sunday for mother's day, uh, I preached, uh, through, uh, I preached about Timothy and his mother and grandmother's influence in his life. 
And uh, what the Lord has been teaching me, we've been preaching through Acts in our church. I have been, and we're in Acts 16, just finished that up. And some of the things I never really noticed was the brokenness, really, that was in Timothy's home. He didn't have a dad. Um, scholars believe he didn't have a dad. His dad was Greek. And so that there was just some, there's reasons that Paul wrote to Timothy encouraging him because he was a frail and a weak and a broken man because of the home that he came from. Yet, t Paul says to him, you, he reminds him there in, in 2 Timothy, you are who you are. You have this faith you have because of your mother and your grandmother. And it really hit me how these two kind of play together because as a pastor, I am always trying to figure out how is it that we can keep kids in church because we all know the stat, right? Two thirds of our, of our kids leave the church between 18 and 22 years old. So as pastors, you're saying, how can we keep them? And then as I'm preaching through this, I'm realizing, wait a minute, it starts in the home, okay? And, and we just talked about that discipleship and growing our kids starts in the home. However, the local church needs to come alongside and equip you. If we believe, if I believe as a pastor that it's your job to raise your kids uh, and disciple your kids, now I have a responsibility to equip you to do that. Uh, so you need to be there, though. <laughs> uh, we talk about that in our church. How can I equip you if you're not there, if you're not making it a priority to be in church? So as parents, we need to set the example. We need to set the example and make church a priority. Uh, God's word is powerful. That's what they need. That's what we need. We need God's word so we can be growing, so we can teach them. Yeah, um, and and even you even mentioned, you know, we're trying to do a, a Deuteronomy six kind of a thing in our own family, uh, but. Sometimes I think whenever we quote Deuteronomy 6, we forget that the context of Deuteronomy 6, whenever God is addressing the fathers and the parents of mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 6, he's addressing them in the context of the people of God. And so whenever he says, you need to teach these things to your kids, he's not just saying that to mom and dad, he's saying that to the community of uh, of his people in those in that day, because he keeps going. He says, you're going to write this on the gates of your city. So that can't just be, oh, dad's going to go out there and write on the gates of the city. He's talking to <laughs> right. the entire people of God. And so sometimes mm -hmm. we think that it's all on us. And yes, it is our number one responsibility. Uh, it's not take our kids, just take our kids to church and never teach them at home. It is take our kids to church to supplement what we're doing right. at home. And so it's not all on the church and it's not all on the parents. There has to be this relationship. So creating a culture of disciple making in the home and then placing a priority on the local church also means elevate what's going on at church, right? I mean, it's, right. it's not just, um, oh yeah, church is something that's super important, but uh, I never explained to you what we're trying to do there. Right. And, and we often pay lip service and we say church is important, but do we live that church is important? You know, I, I think as a pastor, a youth pastor, uh, that's been something I've seen that's been a frustration to me. Um, you know, just this, this idea, and I'm probably going to step on toes, but, um, you know, I had would have parents that would come to me and say, all right, you know, Johnny's not going to be in youth group for two months because it's whatever season. And so just so you know, they're not going to be around. But then when they 
when you get farther down the road, they're coming to me and asking me, well, why doesn't Johnny want to come to church? And why does it, but we, we have allowed this, we, we've really just taken the focus off as parents. Right. And, uh, so it's just, uh, we, we want our kids to have everything in this world, but we also want our kids to have, uh, what, what Christ has for them. And the Bible says you can't have both. We have to decide, are we going to have one or the other? Yeah, and I think I want to skip ahead to what we have on our list as number four, but I want it to be number three because it goes with this uh, concept and this conversation that we're having. Um, and and I we've had a conversation here on this podcast before about whether or not we should make our kids go uh, to church and all of those kinds of things. So I don't want to like hash that up, but I do want to talk about uh, the number four, which was uh, tell them the why. Yeah. Like, why do we go to church? Like, I get that question from my middle schooler mm-hmm. all the time. Whenever it's Sunday morning, he doesn't want to get out of bed. And he's like, I'm like, hey, it's time to go to church. And he's like, but why? So to be able to articulate the why, not just behind going to church, but behind why we read our Bibles, behind right. why we are praying, behind why we uh, do specific things, serve people, or why we act a specific way, I think those are that's kind of the the uh, kind of the the fuel that gives us a little bit more motivation to do the things that we know we're supposed to do. So the question, though, that I have, Dennis, is then if if we're going to ask that, and I agree a hundred percent, we we need to, it can't be a do as I say, not as I do, but it it has to be a, we have to allow our kids to understand why, but if we're going to do that, do we know why? Do we know why it's so important that we're in church? Do we know why it's so important that we read our Bible? And then do we model that for our kids as well? I think that's, we forget that key as well, that we need to model that. Um, If church, if we look forward to church, if we present to our kids that, hey, it's Sunday, we're excited to go to church. But even more than that, are we serving in the church? And then are we excited about that? Are we, you know, for me, um, when Sunday rolls around, uh, I'm excited about that. That's my favorite day of the week. I I mean, I'm a pastor, so it better be. But do our (laughs) kids see that? Do they get excited about that? Do they get excited about, oh, it's it's whatever day. And, you know, in, in our church, we have on Wednesday nights, we have Awana and my kids are thrilled. They can't wait. Oh, it's Wednesday night. I get to go to Awana is what they'll say. So are we cultivating that for them? Or are we also like, oh, it's Sunday. Let's, come on, guys, let's go to church, you know? Yeah. And I would say too, not just the programs of church, but the people of church, right? And the community and the family that we are cultivating inside uh, that what we call church now, which is really the the gathering, the people of mm-hmm. God together who are really seeking to be his disciples, which that's why I go to church. Why am right. I going to church? Well, obviously it's to worship God, but it's also to worship God with his people, which brings us back to that Deuteronomy 6 kind of a thing. Right. It's like, we're going to go to church, gather as God's people, learn what it's like to, to have our hearts pointed towards him in worship and then hear what his word has to say. And then hopefully throughout the week, we are also living that out, not just in our daily lives as a family, but also with our community still, right? Like I remember, you know, uh, we've been having a lot of 
um, I would say difficulty trying to find a local church here in Florida now, um, because what we're really looking for is that community of people who are on the same page and on the same mission as what we feel God's called our family to do. And so trying to, to find that or trying to um, even cultivate that in our own lives has been one of those things. Let's answer the why. Why are we going to church? Because that's going to help us figure out which church group we're going to go to um, and be a part of, which, you know, making a commitment to a church is a big deal. Yeah, and I, th- I think, uh, so yeah, when we know why, we know, like you said, Dennis, why are we going to choose the church? Why would I, if, if our kids know our why, it might not even be anymore a decision of, am I going to go to, am I going to play baseball or am I going to go to youth group or whatever it might be? And I'm not saying you can't do both, but but oftentimes we place a, a focus on one in, instead of the other. And when we know why, when our kids know why, uh, the goal is now they're not, they're making those decisions on their own. And I think you hit a real important uh, point there when you said it's it's not just the programs of the church, but the people of the church. Who are you doing life with as parents? Are you doing life with uh, the sports team or are you doing life with like-minded Christian families who are also an example to your kids? Uh, I've said before i'm i'm thankful for my godly parents but i wouldn't be where i am today without them i also wouldn't be where i am today without other godly adults that came alongside of me even as a kid because you and i both know there's times we're not going to listen to our parents but somebody else can tell us the same thing and we'll listen to them yeah yeah i've told you that a hundred times but now whenever he tells you 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 listen and obey right or you you at least pay attention um, yeah, and I think, I mean, it doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be either church or sports. Unfortunately, right. our value. culture, unfortunately, nowadays, our culture has kind of placed those two at odds. But I don't right. think that it has to be that. It could be, yeah. yeah, we're doing sports and we still have church as a high priority. And, you know, one of my passions for for what I've been studying throughout these last five years is, is trying to figure out how can we um, better equip churches and church people to be on mission on those sports teams so that <laughs> they can use that community that's naturally already um, created because we're all on the yeah. same soccer team and we're traveling three hours every weekend and we're hanging out and we're eating together and blah, blah, blah. How can we say, okay, for the next three months of our lives because that's travel soccer. Um, We're going to use these three months to be on mission. And we're almost sent out by our church to be on mission. Um, So I don't think it has to be an either or, but it it does have to be a, let's think through what we're doing and why we're doing it, which is the point that we're talking about, right? Like I I want my kids to struggle with that. Like, hey, I know that this team is going to force me to miss Sunday mornings or miss Wednesday nights because of practice. Is that a price that I'm willing to make? And if it is, then what am I doing for the kingdom while I'm yeah. missing that Wednesday night for eight for three months? Right. Like that so that you... could be a huge possibility for the church. Imagine if we flipped that instead of saying, you're not doing God's will because you're going, you're not coming to youth group on Wednesday nights. And instead we said, okay, 
go do God's will and be a light in the lives of those people and those families who are there with you on Wednesday nights. That that could be a huge game changer, I think. Oh, I agree 100%. You actually said exactly what I was going to say, Dennis, about the sports and, and all those things. Um, again, I think we just keep coming back to knowing our why. Why are we doing – why am I on that football team or that soccer team? Am I on it just to fulfill my own desires, or I, am I on it because God has – sent me into the world to make disciples. So I need to go into the world. God didn't say it had to be boring or it had to be, you know, like knocking on doors and inviting people to church, right? We're like you said, it's a natural place to build a relationships. So are we, if we're doing it for that, now we have a value and we know why, but I, I think that's where we miss it too often. Yeah. And we I, th just, I think we, we as that priority. Yeah. And we, as parents need to do a better job of helping our kids grow into that question. Why right. is it that we're doing this? Why is it that, why, why don't we watch certain things? Why do we watch certain things? Why don't we do certain things? Why do we do certain things? Like there's, there's a, this whole discernment idea right. is where I'm trying to go as a parent, at least. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times, and I've, I've said this repeatedly, a lot of times we tell kids what to do instead of, or what to think instead of how to think. How to think, right? yep. And so that, yeah. that quote has been something that's kind of stuck with me. And uh, as, a, as a youth pastor, as a parent, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I help my kids understand how to think biblically? Um, and maybe they think out loud, maybe they don't. That's another uh that's another ode to your show, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a question of how do they think and how can right. I help them think through what God would want them to do? Because eventually I'm not going to be here to tell them quote unquote, what to think. They're going to have to right. figure it out on their own and they don't want me to tell them what to think, but they aren't opposed to me telling them or helping them understand and learn how to think they're okay with that. Um, and so I think a lot of rebellion comes whenever parents just top down say, this is how you ought to think. And that there's a time for that, right? Kids five years old, I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> Kids 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, I want right. to help you understand why. Um, even though it's kind of interesting because a three-year-old is number one question is why. So we've been asking that since we've been three, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, the fourth but, thing, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. You got something. Yeah. Before we move on, I wanted, I just wanted to mention something that you're, you're kind of talking about here and, and you, you kind of said it jokingly, but thinking out loud, if, if we're going to teach our kids how to think, uh, we as parents need to be willing to think out loud for them. We often want them to think we've got it all figured out. So if we think out loud with them, right, have these conversations with our, with our wives in the car, have the conversation with them about, Hey, here's this struggle, right? Here's, we're having a hard time finding a church, right? When you're leaving church on Sunday morning, now we're maybe we're going to talk about why we did or didn't like that church and, and struggle through that with them so they see that, oh, mom and dad, they this is how they process through things. And yeah. so so there's some value in us thinking out loud and, and helping them think that way. Yeah, and that's something that I've been trying to grow into even as a dad is just kind of having those conversations about what I'm thinking and why we're making the decisions that we're making or uh, even why we're not making decisions yet because we're processing and we're thinking mm -hmm. and we're praying 
and trying to bring them along as part of the family where it's not just, and that, I mean, obviously leadership styles and those kinds of things come into play, but where it's not just, uh, you know, Hey, I've got an idea and this is what we're going to do. It's a, Hey, I've got an idea. What do you guys think? Because really what a, what a, what an, the adolescent wants, what a teenager wants is to be treated like an adult. Mm-hmm. And the reality is they're not yet adults, but they are very adult-like. And so to be able to help them process things and to be able to help them bring those things into uh, the brain and the decision-making process and all of that stuff, that's what I'm here for. That's what parents are here for because by the time they do grow into adults with fully formed brains and fully formed bodies and with all these decisions that they're going to have to make, then it's not just a, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to call mom and dad and find out what, whether I should be, <laughs> right. you know, doing that or not. Yeah. Cause they're not going to, they're not going to call mom and dad. They're just going to make a split section, sec- do it. Yeah. a split second decision. And they may or may not think about it. So helping them process is a good, a good thing. Um, the fourth thing was praying for, and with them. That was our fourth uh, way to make, way to disciple our kids. So uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I don't know that there's too much to talk about. Dennis, maybe just link your video. <laughs> but uh, what do we say? Like, I'll put a link up here. You yeah, know, yeah. You, you just uh, did that. And, and actually, um, so I was thinking through that, even when you were doing that video, I sometimes we overthink, right? And it's the simple things. I didn't, I didn't feel like your video was full of earth shaking, like, oh, you know, never thought of that. But just for somebody to say, hey, here's, I think it was five ways to pray for your kids. And I literally pulled out my phone and I wrote them down on my notes and I've just been trying to make it a point. I pray for those things for my kids automatically, but to have them written down and just to make sure I'm praying through those things with my kids. So if you guys haven't seen that video, I, I thought that was great. There's not really much else we can say. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not a profound thing. I think that the difficulty for me is just actually doing it. And right. And I think, too, like maybe a lot of parents haven't had the opportunity to actually pray with their kids. You know, I mean, it's yeah when they're little, it's it's one thing. When they start to get a little bit older, it gets to be like, where kids, unless they're, unless they're, I'm going to say into it, even though I don't think that's the right word, but unless they like, they, they aren't opposed, it's, it's kind of like, why are we doing this? You know, like right. you get a middle schooler is like, why do you want to pray with me? Well, if you haven't <laughs> built that habit in, yeah, then it is kind of hard to start praying together. Um, yeah. But, but it is something that, that you definitely, you know, praying for and then letting them see that prayer is a priority in your life and in your family's life. Um, like, like we need to, and I'm talking about my family, we need to sit down together and pray through, okay, God, lead us to a church. Lead us to the place that you want us to go. Lead us to that community mm-hmm. that you want us to be a part of. Because if we don't do that, then kids are going to think that God has nothing to do with that. Right. That is just our preference. Well, I like this and I like this and I don't like, and I, what I don't want to do is teach my kids that church is a consumer thing because it's not, 
Church is a commitment thing, both to God and to the people that you're going to be part of as a body of Christ in a local congregation. That's, that's what we're trying to find. And so if God doesn't lead me there, then I shouldn't go. And so that's, those are the things, but I, what, what I'm saying is we need to help them see that prayer is part of that equation of decision-making that is what a disciple does. That's right. what, that's what we do. When Paul says, I was going to come see you, but the spirit didn't bring me that way. I mean, what was right. he talking about? Like he says it differently than we would, but he's saying, yeah, I prayed about it. And guess what? Yeah. God didn't, God, God didn't no. guide yeah. me that way. Um, so that's one of the things was, was prayer. And then the fifth thing, and we'll wrap up with this is, uh, spend intentional time with them. So spending intentional time with our kids is a way to make disciples. So what do we mean by that? Well, that can be hard. I think we all know that, but, um, so it's, it's hard for me. It, it's interesting as we're having this conversation, Dennis, I'm, I'm just reminded your kids are, you know, you have kids that are older than mine. So that looks a little different, but again, you have to build that, you have to build that in, um, you know, on my day off, generally I don't want to sit on the floor and play Candyland. That's, that's not my, my favorite thing, but they love it. And if I don't do that now and I, and, and I have to work at it because it's not naturally what I want to do. Um, but we, so you just find those times that you're, you're invested with them and then not just that, but then you're having those, those are the perfect times to have those conversations and it, let it be natural. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm playing a game. I've got to come up with some spiritual thing I'm going to talk to them about. But if we're, if we're just looking to build, we have to build those relationships and build that trust. We talked about praying with them. Well, if, if, if all we do is pray with them, they're not going to want to pray with us. But if, if, if the, if we build a relationship where they know that we care and we're putting time into them uh, in our house, it looks a, l- a little different uh, because I'm as a pastor, I'm busy. I stay really busy. We, I have people that I disciple in the evenings. So I come into church in the morning and, you know, into my office and I, and I work in the morning and I'm here till later at night. So that means that I have very little time at home during the week. So a couple of things. I've made an intentional decision that that on Fridays and and you know Dennis, you probably know this as as be, having been a pastor that there's a lot of Saturdays you end up working and and I do. Um, so on Fridays and Saturdays I work at home. I've just started doing that. Why? So that I can intentionally be around my kids. And then Mondays are my day off, and that's uh, that's hard for me to have a lot of energy to do anything after Sunday. So every other Tuesday, we take those days off um, because I do work so many other hours. And those are our family days. Our kids have come to look forward to those as family days. We get out, we go do something because I want to make sure that I'm spending intentional time with my kids. Uh, We don't always have great spiritual conversation, but we always want to make sure we're laughing, we're having a good time. And even those times of just driving in the car to go somewhere, those are when those why questions come up. Uh, it amazes me sometimes with a, a seven, I keep saying seven, an eight, a five, and a three-year-old, how deep our conversations can get when you're just out and they're observing the world and they have questions. Yeah, um, and and those days of them wanting to play Candyland with you 
and you kind of going, uh, I know I need to because I'm the dad and I need to spend time. Those change so quickly to the times of, hey, kids, you want to play something? And they're like <laughs> upstairs in their rooms from the yeah. time they get home from school till the time they go to bed where you're like, you know, like I just, I talked to my kid uh, yesterday about summer, right? Cause school's almost over. And I'm like, Hey, what do you want to do this summer? Because I'm over here going, we need to, to do some stuff. We need to spend right. some time. And sometimes that's, that's actually like breaking them out of school and going down yeah. to, you know, we just did this. We went down to the spring and went kayaking cause you know, it's like, Hey, we can do that. Um, and those are the things that you got to do. Like, I remember when my parents would do stuff like that with me, I remember the first time I think, uh, uh, maybe might've been one of the first movies I ever saw was my dad took me to go see Jaws in 3d, which was probably a mistake, but I was like, I had to be really young. And, but I remember that. I remember the time that he took to, to go do that. And I'm like thinking like, those are the, the things that, that open the doors for those other conversations. Like, yeah. obviously we're not like sitting here going, we're going to discuss the meaning of life while we're watching a movie. But, <laughs> but we do have that connection where we can actually hang out, spend time. And you got to take advantage of that because it goes away quickly. And uh, you got to be able to figure out those ways to be able to be present in their lives so that you can actually, um, guide them into the things that, that you know that you're supposed to do as a parent. And it's, it, it changes, it changes over the course of, of, of your life. And so I'm sitting here going, okay, now I, I need to wrap this up so I can go hang out with my kids. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but that's well, what we want to do. If we want to make disciples, you can't make disciples from far away. You got to make disciples right. from yeah. up close. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said, Dennis, you said, well, I think the first movie I went to saw was to see was jaws my dad took me in that moment your dad probably had no idea that this was going to be a lifelong memory for you um it was something simple right but but we miss those because we just don't we say we don't have time you know and and it's pulling our kids out of school is is a great memory maker for them um sometimes for us it's you know i have little ones so bedtime is fairly early but sometimes for us it's just saying okay you can stay up late i know tomorrow might be a little more rough we're going to stay up late and, and cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. And that's a big deal for them as, as a little one. So yeah, whatever say, we can saying do. Yes. As somebody told me one time saying yes, as much as you possibly can, yeah. you know, I mean, is, is a really good thing. Like, um, uh, obviously there are limits to that. Right. But, right. But it's like, Hey, yeah. Why, why do I need to say no whenever I, we could say yes. And I get it. You're trying to protect your kid's sleep and all that stuff. But you know, Hey dad, can I stay up and watch this? this show sure come on over let's watch it together well why do we a lot of times i i my bent is to say no because i want them in bed so i can have my own quiet time so a lot of times we're we're answering no we won't we don't want to take you here not because it's not good for them but because i as a parent just don't feel like it yeah and, and when we talk about spending intentional time for me it's thinking no no i mean i've had times where i've said no and then I think, you know, well, that was only because I don't want to. So, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's okay too, as long as it's not all the time. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> like that's, it's, Our... okay, it's okay to need your daddy time 
like no oh yeah today. absolutely and i and i get i get plenty of that yeah so, yep. yeah and we uh it's funny because you you talk about saying yes as much as we can i don't know if, if you've seen uh i think it's on disney plus there's a movie out called uh yes i think it's yes day and it's, oh, it's yeah pretty I good. Think we it's watched it. netflix right i think it's netflix maybe it is i don't remember but we we watched that with our kids and i was kind of nervous it was really clean it was it was great but i didn't want them to get this idea <laughs> but they did <laughs> they've been talking about daddy when are we getting our yes day oh, but goodness. it really made me think as a parent is how much do we say no when maybe we don't need to say no yeah yeah i haven't seen that movie but my kids have watched it and uh they've told me about it so <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are five ways that we can work on discipling our kids. Um, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add to that. Um, or if those are, I mean, obviously there's plenty of other things that we could talk about, but, uh, well, I, just as we were talking, I was thinking in, in our church, as we talk about disciple making, um, part of helping us understand that it's not this program is we, we often say it's, it's life on life for life. And that, that's what, what discipleship is. So when we talk about our kids, right, we've gone from everything to being in the local church, um, praying with them, teaching them scripture, teaching them why, to just, you know, spending time with them. Well, what is, it's really just doing life together with our kids intentionally so that we can teach, teach God's word to them at every opportunity we get, I think is really kind of what we've talked about today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a challenge and being a parent is a challenge, but being a Christian parent is an even bigger challenge, I feel, yeah. um, because we know that the stakes are really high and that we want to make an impact on our kids' lives. And uh, so these things hopefully will help us. I know they're going to help me as I think through this week. Uh, just what I'm doing as a dad. So I appreciate you being on here. Um, I'm going to link up all your channels and all of your stuff uh, down below. And uh, I don't know. Uh, thanks so much for being here with me. Yeah. And, thanks for uh, having me. We will see you around uh, the internet. Yes. <laughs> Good. Thanks, man.